is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So we got a good show ahead for you today. Um, we had John Robinson, Ward 3 City Council candidate, on in the first hour. In the in this hour, I wanted to talk about, and I'll take your uh, calls and your app chat messages as well if you want to join in the conversation. But there's been some, you know, for people who haven't heard, it's I think it's worth giving a another overview of the you know the events of um, that had uh, occurred in the last two days, basically that had developed here on South Coast tonight, and that is on Tuesday night. Yeah, on Tuesday night, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro, who's about nine, who was at the time about nine days into his first term as sheriff, he hopped on. Uh, he he hopped on around nine o'clock, and we were talking about a few other things, important things. He said he'd secured an, you know, he had identified an expert that he wants to take on, uh, that he wants to take on to address uh, su- uh, suicide prevention. Um. To address uh, uh, suicide prevention, they identified a national expert. He had had his old boss from the Philadelphia County Jails, uh, the su- who was a superintendent of Philadelphia County Jails, you know, take a look at the place and give it an, evalu- give an evaluation. He'd had people from the Department of uh, uh, Veterans from the Department of Correction come in and take it, uh, evaluate the place. He had come up with an idea in sick time that he thinks will save, uh, the, the sheriff's money, uh, the sheriff's office money. And thus you're, uh, you know, all of us money as taxpayers. And he was talking about a few other, we, it was a good conversation, but then somewhere in like the middle, I'd asked him about Astrid cause he said he wanted to have the media, you know, do a tour of the facility. Um, and all of that. he, he so what I had asked about um about Ash uh, uh I had asked about Ash Street and whether or not he was going to do that media tour and he he just like said well yeah by the way I have a plan to close Ash Street and I'm like well hold on wait what 
it just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think he, again, I, I've said this before. I don't know if he appreciated the gravity of what he was saying. And maybe it's because he doesn't live down here and he doesn't understand how sort of like present Astry is in the local community because it's, you know, in the heart of the West End, it's right near downtown. It's something that a lot of people drive by all of the time. You see it, right? It is a, it is a, it's a, it's a historic landmark, you know, aside from it being a prison, there are a lot of people that do want it closed. There's been discussion about closing it for decades. Sheriff Hodgson's predecessor, David Nelson, wanted to close Ash Street. Sheriff Hodgson decided to, no, we're going to focus on, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep Ash Street open because he thought it was, uh, you know, um, a useful facility and he thought it would, uh, keeping it open would save the taxpayers money there's obviously hero was pretty switzerland on it he was open to the idea uh, of closing Street, but he wasn't committed to it he had raised some concerns about the logistics of closing Street, and said you know well there's you know 96 some odd inmates we can't move them all to dartmouth and there's an issue of prison uh you know overcrowding the dartmouth house of correction and on top of that there are certain inmates for one reason or another that require an individual cell. And Ash Street, because they have those really small cells, have individual cells. If you're an Ash Street, you're in an individual cell. So he, so he, um, uh, he is, I think at the time, leaning, you know, during the campaign and even during the transition period, leaning towards not closing Ash Street. But then he said, based on a conversation he'd had with Sheriff Hodgson, he had gotten an idea. And I guess during the transition, he had talked with Sheriff Hodgson, and Hodgson said, I had heard a rumor that you were going to close Ash Street and move the inmates to the ICE detention facility that's now defunct since the Bristol County Sheriff's Office lost their contract with ICE. And he said, no, I wasn't going to do that. But it gave him the idea that, well, that building, that ICE detention facility isn't doing anything. It would save money and centralize operations in Dartmouth if we were to close the ICE detention facility. We wouldn't have to, you know, bring however many meals over to Ash Street wouldn't have we'd ever all the staff would be in Dartmouth, which he says they need they need more staff in Dartmouth. And actually there's a there's a big sign now when you go to the, the when you go to the House of Correction, I don't think I mentioned this yesterday, but when you go to the House of Correction on Fonts Corner Road, there's a big sign that says now hiring. So there's some positions that need to be filled, you know, some people retire, all that. I think staffing and corrections has been an ongoing issue, not just locally, but nationally for a while. I know when I had Hodgson on, uh, when I had my Saturday show, he talked about it. He said there's a lot of sheriff's departments across the country that that are having a hard time keep uh, maintaining staff. But said this would, you know, it would bring, he wouldn't have to fire anybody or not fire. He wouldn't have to lay off anybody. He wouldn't plan on laying off anybody because he needs the additional staff in Dartmouth. He did talk about some positions, you know, again, there was so much to that conversation because he had also talked about how there were some positions that he is going to terminate, but he's going to those people that were in those positions because he finds them redundant or whatever or not part of his vision going forward. But he was going to offer those positions 
to um, he was going to offer the people in those positions another position in the department uh, somewhere in the in the Bristol County Sheriff's Office. So there was just so much to unpack in that conversation. But obviously, Ash Street, when you say Ash Street, that's that's going to be the thing that people are going to be focused on. There's so much, you know attention paid to that place because of you know one it's again it's 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 something you see right dartmouth over that out there on fonts corner road like kind of you know further down fonts corner road um it's not as present in the community it's not as centralized as astry astry is very centralized in this local community so and there's been an ongoing discussion on whether or not a 135-year-old building is suitable um, for inmate housing and inmate and officer safety, right? So, you know, he had that media availability. We talked about that. We were there. He says he's going to need $10 million, he estimates. Just a rough estimate, he said, because... He was a mayor. He oversaw capital projects, uh, you know, during his time as mayor of Attleboro. He also sat on the bonding committee um, when he was in the he was a state rep. So he sat on the bonding committee, which, you know, does a lot of uh, which, you know, approves a lot of bonds for capital expenditures. And, you know, so he says he has a pretty good idea of how how much these types of project cost. He wants to build 120 single cell cells in the ice detention facility and just by looking at the open spaces there because in the ice facility and the bunk the bunk beds are still there in the ice facility everybody was bunked together in, in the ice facility I, I i don't think that's you know i don't think that's great either but everybody was bunked together it was like a there's a ton of bunk beds there 100 100 or so Hundred or so bunk beds. So there. So he's asking the state legislature. He said he's going to need that fund. He's going to need funding from the state. He's going to need funding from the state. So he's going to need the legislature. He's going to need the governor to sign off on it, basically, because it's going to have to come through some sort of economic development bill or spending bill, something like that. It's $10 million. It's not nothing, right? That's a pretty big capital expenditure. So we've heard from the mayor. We've heard from, um, we've heard from the mayor, uh, since in that time, uh, we've heard from, I've heard from Senator Montigny and I've also heard from a few city councilors on it. And we're going to talk about that. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Good evening. How you doing, buddy? Good. I uh, just got uh, one thing to say about the Ash Street Jail. It's not just about having the, it being open over there. Um, the, just the presence of the sheriff's uh, deputies that are over there and the police that constantly go over there keeps that area calm. Okay. You know, they close it down, you're going to see that area get really bad. That's all I got to say about that. I'm going to listen to you. Have a good night. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you know, that's always a discussion. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, that was a discussion with the downtown uh, police station too, right? Um, that uh, if you get rid of the downtown police station, there's going to be a lot more um, unsavory activity happening downtown. Uh, I'd like to see some data on it. Uh, it does make sense, obviously, that you know there's there's a big jail, there's a sheriff's office, there's police there, you know, doing the regional lockup thing. Um, 
that neighborhood in particular doesn't seem like the most, like just broadly beyond Ash Street, right? Just the blocks around in the surrounding neighborhoods. It's right near Buttonwood Park. I think one of the nicer areas of the city, but that could be an issue. I, I think that's I think that's fair. One well, what, and that's so to that point though. Mayor Mitchell um, had actually uh, given sent a comment this morning. It's included in my article on wbsm.com that about Haro's uh, tour of of uh, of Ash Street, and here's what it says. This is what he said. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it verbatim. Because there's a lot to unpack. The sheriff's proposal may or may not ultimately make sense. This is this is Mayor John Mitchell. The, the sheriff's proposal may or may not ultimately make sense. But there is an array of considerations that need to be taken into account before any decision to proceed with the closure of Ast- the Ash Street facility. These include the operational impacts on the New Bedford Police Department, which is something I think the caller just mentioned, the operational impacts on the New Bedford Police Department and other departments in the region that rely on Ash Street as a regional lockup facility, the impact on the surrounding historic neighborhood, planning for the future use of the site, and given the hefty $10 million price tag, which could be more, could be less, I doubt it'd be less, honestly. Um, Given the hefty $10 million price tag, the potential negative impact on other pending requests for state capital funding in the greater New Bedford. So Mitchell is, I think I'd categorize, and I did categorize this in my article, skeptical of the proposal. One of the things uh, just uh, off the bat, in terms of the operational impacts on the New Bedford Police Department for regional lockup, I can't speak to yet the presence of the, um, I can't speak to the, and it's a good point, I think, the presence of police officers and the sheriff's uh the sheriff's deputies there and how it may impact that neighborhood uh adversely i think that's a good point and one that we'll have to talk about more um but in terms of the operational impacts in new bedford police department hero did ad- address that he had said that he's still going to provide the regional lockup um for officers there's 96 inmates at ash street all right that's what he, he had said 96 inmates maybe it could be you know, anywhere from 90 to 100 at any given time. So he wants to build 120 single cells. There's going to be a buffer there. He also said that the Dartmouth House of Correction does have some capacity for regional lockup. Um, so there is, he's planning on, maintaining the regional lockup aspect of it. You're just going to have to drive to Dartmouth instead of New Bedford. Uh, Planning for future use of the site and given the, okay. So planning for future use of the site, I think is, is something, you know, the, the impact on the surrounding neighborhood. That's again, that's something the caller brought up. That is something that needs to be discussed. Uh, How the, the lack of presence there is going to change things. Um, You know, what, uh, having a big, big vacant building there. Uh, it's going to be vacant for at least for a time, how that's going to impact things. Um, you know, how quickly it can be handed off to either, either from the state, cause the state owns the building. So either from the state to the city for the city to do something for it, or the state or the city to a, a, uh, a developer to do something with it. Uh, I talked to counselor Ian Avery today. He's hoping 
you know, he, he thinks that it presents a good opportunity to have this space given from the state to the city, much like the armory um, was given to from the uh, from the state to the city um, and let them sort of decide how they want to move that forward. Uh, he said that the city should have, um, you know, say over how that building is ultimately handled. The one of the things about so the, the the point he makes the mayor Mitchell makes about the ten million dollar price tag is a really good point. So I think it's the strongest point, right? But the you know kind of here's my thing about it. I think it's the strongest point. Um, if it is something that's you know obviously you know if Ashtree isn't necessarily a habitable place for people to live in for periods of time then i don't know if it's a override i don't know if it overrides the need to relocate but the 10 million dollar price tag that he's putting on it that's a lot of capital that's not a lot of that's and when i say capital i'm not just talking about dollars right like it's a lot of money it could also be a great deal of political capital right could be a great deal of political capital we talk about political capital we talk about members of the state delegation lobbying beacon hill so the legislative leadership and the governor to get money for projects down here now i think by and large beacon hill has been pretty good as of late to greater new bedford you know there's $80 million in port development, right? The South Coast Rail's coming, and that cost half a billion dollars, right? So this region has been, I think, uh, there. there's also money going to that Route 79 project in Fall River. Karen Polito was there, uh, you know, um, um, celebrating that. There was money that went to, uh, I think, $8 million that was spent on, on lights at the Braga Bridge. So I think there's there still could be money to spend, but... The legislature is going to have to spend some of their political capital to secure the funding to make this work. And whether or not that, you know, they're going to have to decide whether or not that is uh, a priority concern, a priority uh, spend for them. I, you know, based on, who, you know, the members of the legislature I've talked to from the from Bristol County, which is, uh, you know, there's comments from Tony Cabral, uh, Chris Markey, Pat Haddad. They're all supportive of closing Ash Street. They're saying it's antiquated. Uh, Chris Markey obviously is very well uh, studied and practiced in criminal law and said we're moving past the point where that uh, additional capacity is even needed. Um, and it'll centralize uh, operations. It'll also allow, um, it'll be easier for, for, at least for some, you know, it'll be easier for a lot of police departments too. Uh, it might be more centralized in Bristol County if it's brought to Dartmouth instead of New Bedford. And uh, it's going to offer. Uh, it's going to allow inmates to be closer to the additional programming that's allowed at the the Bristol County Sheriff's Office, which, you know, long term has a better impact on public safety. But I think you know. So one of these concerns Mitchell brings up, I think, has been addressed. Is saying there is going to be a regional lockup. You're just going to have to drive a little bit further. Uh, I'd reached out to to um to Haro's spokesperson on Mitchell's comments, and what he basically said to me was, uh. The sheriff texted Mitchell today, and they're in contact about the concerns over the Ash Street News. 
He didn't have any specific comment on it. They're just going to continue to communicate. And they did mention that, yeah, he's going to keep the regional lockup. It's just going to be in Dartmouth, uh, which will be a couple of minute drive, you know, a few minutes, depending on where they're coming from, right? If you're coming from, you know, if you're coming from the sort of north end, it'll, you know, might be quicker than if you're coming from the, you know, uh, the peninsula. But it'll just be a couple more minutes and you have to drive to drop people off there. So, um, but I think that one of the, the key points here is the $10 million, um, is the $10 million price tag that's been put on it, which is again, a pretty rough estimate could be more, could be less, uh, Tim, the, and it's, like I said, it's not just dollars and cents capital, it's political capital. So, uh, and actually to that point, I talked with, uh, Senator Montigny today, um, and, uh, we're going to, uh, I'm actually going to discuss his comments more after the break. BSN. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. And we're also taking your message on the WBSM app chat. We're talking about, you know, the recent breaking news that Paul Haro has a plan. Sheriff, new Sheriff Paul Haro has a plan to close the Ash Street Jail. He had broken that news here on South Coast tonight. And we've been talking about how the public has responded to this uh, in the last two days. Uh, obviously, Mayor Mitchell has had a... Um, Mayor Mitchell had his comments that we talked about. He expressed some, some skepticism around it. I talked to Senator Montigny uh, before I went on air today, and he expressed similar sentiments. Um, basically, you know, he's he's saying, you know, first of all, he's got to see a plan, right? Um, he's got to see a, a more uh, ironed out detail-oriented plan like this is still in its abstract it makes sense you know the the maneuver the 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 broad principles of it the idea makes sense on uh, a centralized operations and all of that and if you know if Astry isn't really an ideal modernized location for inmates and there can be one that fulfills the functions of Street and is works better then yeah that makes sense but he said that they need to he needs to see more details on it he said there's going to be a plan for two significant cost centers both dartmouth and new bedford which you know he represents both in the senate district with the senate district is dartmouth new bedford Fairhaven, uh kushnet matapoise i believe this is his his, um, his district and he said um so he said he's going to be carrying both those costs so he's going to really you know obviously is as someone who represents the entire district, so he's gonna he's gonna need you know he's gonna need more details. He's gonna need to know exactly. Um, he's gonna need to know exactly you know how this is going to be done. So you know he needs more plans. I know he said he he don't I don't know if he's planning on going on the January twenty seventh tour because he's said he's you know I think he's he's been the senator here for thirty years. He's he's seen the facility, but he what he um. What he also said is the other thing that needs to be considered, and I agree with this, obviously, is what is to be done with the Street Jail, the building, if it is closed? Is it going to be, you know, a lot of people talk about a museum because Lizzie Borden was there. She was in what I think the sheriff, quote unquote sheriff's quarters. The sheriff used to have to live there, by the way. I don't know if people know that. The sheriff used to have to actually live at the Street Jail. Um I think David Nelson was the first sheriff to not live there. Or was it Hodgson? I think no, I think David Nelson was the first sheriff 
to not live there. Someone can correct me on that if they know better. I'm, I'm not sure. But Lizzie, you know, Lizzie Borden was there, so maybe that's an attraction. I know Tim, uh, I think Tim Weisberg has an article on, on Lizzie Borden being at the Ash Street Jail. Um, so there's obviously a lot of history there. It's the oldest operating jail in the country. Um, you know, there are some prisons that, that uh, there are some uh, prisons that do, that have converted well into a, um, that have converted well into a museum. I think Alcatraz is uh, is actually a, a tourist attraction. There's a bar in Boston. Uh, there's a the hotel and bar in Boston that used to be a prison, and it was converted. I actually went there, God, years ago. It's like 24. I, I don't, I don't remember a lot about it. I'm sure. I think it was nice. You know, I think it was cool. But you know, Boston had that uh, uh, hotel and and uh, bar converted into a prison. You wouldn't really know it was a prison, honestly. And so there's some of those ideas and like sort of the hospitality tourist attraction. Some people are saying, you know, knock it all down and build housing. Um, but Montaigne saying what you don't want is a big building in the center of, of Ash Street. Scott Lima um, actually is going to call in uh, right now. Um, at, yeah. Uh, so we're going to hear from Councilor Lima in a second. Just texted me. So we're going to hear from Scott Lima in a second. Um, so that's his ward. Uh, and he talked about how he, you know, rather instead of boasting the oldest jail in the country in his ward, he'd like to have the the oldest, uh, the you know, a robust uh, workforce housing, you know, rather than having the Ash Street Jail there. So we're going to look, we're going to talk to Ward 5 City Councilor Scott Lima in a few seconds whenever you whenever he calls in but i've also talked to counselor uh burgo too what he said was um i'm looking forward to the day that house of horrors is closed going on 135 years with little little to no updates um we'll, we'll get more comments on that after but we're gonna talk to scott lehman now hey counselor hey marcus how are you good what do you uh what do you got i'm listening listening to the conversation and um so i just want to talk about the you know the neighborhood in terms of the uh, all of the uh, state legislature stuff. I mean that's that's out of my purview. It's it's about the neighborhood. Um, so just a little background. I mean I'm I'm, I'm 60 years old. I've uh, I've lived in the city for 40 plus years. I was in Chicago five years, Boston 10 years. I was in the service. Um, I, I used to walk by the Ashley Jail when I was a kid every day on the way to halfway school. Sure. Um, and I listened to the caller earlier, respect everyone's opinion, but I don't see how if the jail were shut down, and I'm going to be, I think it's going to get shut down. I think that will happen. Yeah. It'll take time, but I think it will happen. If it were to get shut down, I don't see that the, the presence of the sheriffs there is so significant that anything would happen to the neighborhood, that anything would, um, you know, you got to make sure that there's not going to be graffiti there and the building is secure. Yeah. I don't see any type of negative impact to the neighborhood if the facility were closed. You don't want it to sit vacant for decades, but um, I just don't see anything like that happening. I, I grew up in the neighborhood, right across the street, so a couple things. Yes, the sheriff used to live there. I remember walking by every day, and the sheriff's, uh, the uh, entrance to the sheriff's residence is on Court Street. There used to be a factory, and these are things you wouldn't know. Right now, where the Temple Landing is, my family lived on that block. There was also a factory on that block. Uh, it was called the Rope Works. Okay. It was back in the day when you could live in a neighborhood and literally work in a factory across the street. 
The only thing that works in that neighborhood, I mean, Ian Abreu had a, a good point. Is I think the city has some control. It's something, something residential. I mean, I don't know what else. To, to I I, I agree. I mean, I I just you know I think a lot of there might be some historic interest, but I think honestly, by and large, I think it's better to move on from it. Yeah, I mean, historic interest. I mean, so the first thing when someone says something like that is, how do you? So you have to spend millions of dollars to renovate the building to get it into such condition that it can be a museum or whatever. And then who's? I mean, who's going to pay to go? You. You have to run the facility. I, I hear a lot <laughs> yeah. of proposals that people have to build certain types of, whether they're recreation centers or whatever in the city. And that's all good, but you have to run it. I mean, you, you need to have the ongoing revenue to run things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to be blunt. <laughs> I mean, anything other than, like, housing just doesn't make sense. Look at the look at the building from an aerial view. Look at where it is. Um I mean, housing or, or something close to that. But other than that, I mean, a museum, that's just, but that, that's not going to work. I, I don't think so either. It's its just something that people have been talking about because of its, you know, because of yeah. uh, its the oldest operating jail and all that. But uh, just I, I go just on that, just go to operating revenue. It's like, what's it going to cost to do it and the operating revenue and... Yeah. You know how many people are going to be tracked? Yeah, what's the public good that it's going to serve to? You know, like yeah. is what's the revenue that's going to be driven for the city and all of that versus yeah. you know, like you said, getting more housing there, which is a growing need, right? And yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, parking, mm-hmm. um, you know, parking issues, yeah, you know, that the too. whole bit. So yeah, it, um, but that whole neighborhood is different. I mean, I, I when I grew up where where Carney Academy is right now, where it sits. I mean, that's where I lived on Middle Street. I mean, okay. so I just I used to have some good context. I don't, you know, I've always lived in this neighborhood. I mean, I have some really good contacts going back decades, and um, and a very good view. Having lived in Chicago for years, in Boston, and traveled, you know, extensively throughout Europe, Eastern Europe, Central Europe, to see how well the Europeans have repurposed buildings. Um, uh, I think any, anything other than housing or something close to that just isn't going to make sense for the neighborhood. I, I agree with you, Scott. Um, you said you're going to go on that tour with uh, with Sheriff Rowe on the 27th, right? You talked to him today. Yeah, yeah. I texted, you know, we sent text messages back and forth. So I'm, I'm going to go on the tour. I've I've been in the vestibule. I like I'm literally going back to the 70s. My grandfather was a bail commissioner, um, so I've been in the vestibule a bunch of times. He used to get called to go to bail people out. That was his job, bail commissioner. I don't know if that even exists anymore. But I've never been beyond the vestibule um, that's on Ash Street. I've never been beyond it. So um, I'm going to go on the tour. And I'll just, I'll leave you with this. I don't want to go on. I think it's going to get closed down. I think it's, you know, I know the state legislature has to do everything that they're going to do. I think it's going to get closed down. Yeah. Question is, is what what's it going to be after that? So I think we need to start let Montigny and all those folks do what they have to do, but we need to start having a vision for it and not wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, I look I look forward to that conversation with the the city officials because I, I I agree. I still hold the position it has to be moved on from honestly in in one way or the other. They can't it can't be there forever, and right. and there's like there's just more serviceable public good that could be done with the with the space than than what absolutely what's being done so. now yeah well thank you thank you so much for having me scott thanks for calling in appreciate it yep have a good day that was ward five city councilor scott lima i'm gonna take a break i'll be right back 1420 wbsm where freedom of speech lives did you know you could 
As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, like a date with my wife, or going out together with my family and friends. Things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, motorsports, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can help. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Find out how by visiting www.vettix.org. That's www.vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution and communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. Good evening. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. That was Ward 5 City Councilor Scott Lima. Astry Eaton Astry Jail is in his ward. Um, you heard him. He he, he, uh, he said that he believes that build. He, he said Astry is going to close. He believes the Astry is going to close. Uh, so the state legislature has got to do what they've got to do. Um, but uh, one of the primary concerns uh, that they need to address, he, he says, anything but housing uh, doesn't seem realistic. I, I would agree. You know, with the, the museum component, it's it's sort of like he said, operational cost and revenue. What you know is that going to be a positive revenue driver um, for New Bedford? You know, is that going to be a positive public good for New Bedford? Probably not. Uh, you know, it's always tough with a building without much history. And it is like optically a cool looking place. I, I, you know, I was just in it and I'm going to do a more extended tour with Hero and, and uh, uh, at some point. But optically, it is a pretty cool looking place. And so it is, you know, it's there's might be some sentimental attachment to it. But I think it's probably better to move on from it and figure out how that land space in a great neighborhood can be used for um, public good. It's not the, again, you know, it's not the stuff, you know, it's, I, I think it's a fine neighborhood, honestly. Um, but so, I, you know, I, I don't know about the public safety concerns of uh, having fewer um, police officers there and, and all of that. But, you know, I personally think it's worth the expenditure. I think it's worth the heavy lifting for the state delegation. Even though it's Greater New Bedford, every 
every delegate of Bristol County should be involved in this conversation. The reps from not just because we're, you know, it's New Bedford and Dartmouth, right? But this is, you know, there's more than just New Bedford and Fall River reps or, you know, and, and, and whatever. You've got the northern part of the county, the reps from, you know, the rep from North Attleboro and, and, and Jim Hawkins, Carol Doherty uh, and Taunton and, 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 um, um, you know, uh, everybody should be involved in this conversation, right? Everybody from Bristol County, from down here in New Bedford, Fall River, up to Taunton, Mansfield, et cetera, should be involved in this conversation. And that's a significant block. You know, there's what, three senators, at least three senators that have a purview over Bristol County. I think four, actually. Four senators with 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 towns in Bristol County and their district, plus all of the delegation that's there. Um, all of the state reps that are there. That's a significant um, block of the, that's a significant block of the, of the state delegation. So I, I think they should all be involved in this conversation. And I think, cause it's, it shouldn't just be a capital expenditure for Dartmouth or New Bedford, right? Like, Oh, they can't say, well, we already, we already gave Dartmouth $10 million. No, it's for the entire County. And it's for that entire group of 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 reps that rep this area which is a lot more than you probably think a lot more than you probably think and they should all be working to to together if they want to do this they should all be working together to do it not just the reps from new bedford and dartmouth and somerset it should be everybody the reps from north attleboro attleboro totten easton norton mansfield you forget how big you forget how big Bristol County is Raynham Raynham's in Bristol County, right? You forget how big the County is. So it shouldn't just be, Oh, well we gave new Bedford $10 million to do this. We shouldn't give, you know, we, we gave them $10 million. So, you know, that's all new Bedford gets or whatever. It should be the entire County. That's an expenditure for the entire County. And I think when you think of it in those terms, I don't know how the leadership's going to think about it in the state house, but I think when you think about it in those terms, it starts to make a little bit more sense. So, 508 I'm going to take another break. I'll be right back. 14. A few comments I got from uh, other city councilors throughout the day um, were Shane Burgo. Uh, I th- thought this was interesting. Um, looking forward to the day this House of Horrors is closed. Going on 135 years with little to no updates. Lizzie Borden had better accommodations than, the, than, than those being held today. I'm thankful to Sheriff Harrell for the necessary changes to ensure our criminal justice system lives up to its actual name. We must, we must remember that someone's punishment for a crime is simply a loss of freedom, not a loss of dignity. I believe this is the right move not only for the inmates, but, a sh- uh, but the staff that have to work in such a deplorable building. So... Um, <laughs> Shane's uh Shane's got Shane's good. He's got a good way with words. Um I uh yeah, I I think that it has to be moved on from and 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 this is at least the start of the conversation. There's got to be better uses I think of that of that area of that space and there's got to be better accommodations that can be made for people. Most of the people that are held at Ash Street aren't even aren't even being most of the people held at Ash Street haven't even been convicted of the thing they're being held for, right? So I mean, I think that's, that's a good point. Uh 
let's see, talked to Maria Giesta too. She said, I hope that whatever decisions are made regarding the potential closure of Ash Street, that residents in that area are involved in the process of this too about what they'd like to see happen to the building. Yeah, I, of course, I agree with that. I think the residents, obviously, Scott Lehman is going to be a, a steward for that. Um, uh, Tony Cabral reps, it, uh, reps that area in the state house. Mark Montigny. Tigney's the senator for that for that uh you know for that neighborhood that city, so I, I think they'll be involved in the I think they should be involved in that process. The city should have a say in it, and I, I kind of what Ian Abert said like the Armory Building, uh, where you know they you know, maybe it's a situation in which the 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 Commonwealth doesn't want anything to do with it, and they just give it to the you know they sell it quote unquote sell it uh, for like ten dollars, and let the city do with it what they want to do. And I think it should be moved on from uh, if it's if it's acquired. All that's all the other stuff about keeping it and trying to do something else with the actual infrastructure. Although it's a cool place optically, and there's a lot of interesting history there. There's a point where there's there's some pretty significant needs in there's some pretty significant needs in New Bedford, uh, and those can be better addressed uh, if you know that space is freed up. Um, in a in a great neighborhood too. I, I like that neighborhood. I think a lot of people do. So um, again, thanks to Scott Lima for calling on. Really appreciate that. And five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can join this evening. Also taking your messages on the WBSM uh, on the WBSM app chat feature. You can just uh, shoot me a, a message. Let me know what you think about Astrid, about the proposal um, relocating to Dartmouth. Makes a lot of sense. It's going to take a while, but I think it's I think it's good that Sheriff for us started the conversation. He moved the conversation forward. Um, probably, you know, in a, in a very unexpected way, but still, I think this, you know, this had to be done. <laughs> I'm saying every time I hear the Navaj commercial to change the station, you know what you do? You just buy a bunch of Navajas because that'll do the, it'll give us the added benefit. Just buy them until they're out of stock. 